Hello everybody and welcome to the second episode of Just Another Football Podcast with me, Danny Miller. And me, Josh Bentley. Oh, he's put his radio voice on like a knob. I've followed the advice that <laughs> I've been given. <laughs> uh, thanks for all your feedback last week. Um, we've taken some of it on board, some of you were wrong, but um, <laughs> so we haven't taken that bit on board, but uh, thank you very much. Uh over a hundred listens on SoundCloud. Yeah, and then a few on uh, podcasts as well. Got a few subscribers now. One People of actually, me. yeah, one of them's me. <laughs> yeah. There we go. A couple of subscribers. For quite a while, we had two Twitter followers, and it was me and you. Yeah, well, that doesn't which was depressing. Me. My brother went to follow. I think it was my brother went to follow it and just saw it was just me and you, and yeah. thought, no, I'm just going to leave that for a while. Well, we have now a total of like seven followers on Twitter. I think. Excellent. Um, That's all you need. Yeah, well, I want to apologise for some... The problem with being musicians and having friends that uh, are in the technical field is that they pick up on your recording problems. So we had a bit of a earth buzz on the podcast last week, so I apologise for that if you were listening on headphones. Hopefully most of our listeners won't know what an earth buzz no, is. No, pro- so. ho- hopefully not. Hopefully, Well, I, I didn't know. Um, Whoops. Right, so we said last week on a little uh, post that we... Uh, wanted you guys to start to get involved so we're going to go for hashtag JaffPod um, and we want your questions, we want your uh, opinions when you when you think that we're chatting shit uh, we want you to tell us because um, Josh does that quite a lot of the time brilliant <laughs> um, and we want you to get involved on Twitter and Instagram that'll be ideal because uh, we've had a, quite a lot of uh, backlash from what we were talking about last week, mainly stuff that I said, I have to admit, um, including Watford, and we'll get on to that later, because um, it's not looking very good for me. I for the admit. viewers, I'm uh, grinning at Danny, yeah. <laughs> with an insane look. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, yeah. But, first of all, we're going to start off with a little brief uh, Carabao Cup pre- uh, review. Uh, I mean, there's only two things I really want to talk about here. That own goal. What a goal. What a goal. I think Juninho Pallister or Juninho Pernambucano would have been proud of that. <laughs> but Juninho, whatever his surname is. Home, home debut. Yeah. Home debut. What a finish. Get him up front. Yeah, get, get him up, up front. front. They need, He's from like the halfway line or something. They, ne- they need or goals in the team. Half. They need goals in the team. Get him up front. Yeah, I mean, there wasn't anything that interesting. I think our predictions were, were, were fairly spot on, weren't they? I was wrong, because um, I had Brighton to beat Southampton, I think. Oh, yeah, apart from that, I think we were pretty much spot on. All the all the, all the the uh, Premier League teams came through unscathed, apart from my team, of course, who I said was a banana skin. Although, to be fair, when we were 2-1 down, we should have had a penalty. And we were also playing against a team that had outspent us. How depressing is that? In a lower league. In a lower league. They'd spent twenty three million and we've only spent twenty one million this summer. Grim. So I've got an interesting thing to say about the Carabao Cup. Go on. So in the Stoke Huddersfield game in one of the stands there was one Stoke fan. One? With a full complement of stewards. I only know that's so I was, isn't I was it? listening to the radio and that's what they found interesting in an otherwise dull game. Yeah, well Stoke went through obviously in that game. Two nil. Um, Watford went through Everton went through I mean what else can you say all the big teams in the next round actually it's a it's a really good next round uh, Liverpool Chelsea it. Bolton aren't in it how can it be <laughs> Bolton are well actually Bolton were alright on Saturday we'll get on to that yeah. um, I've actually watched this time yeah <laughs> you could bear to watch 
Um, yeah, Liverpool Chelsea quality fixture. Um, good tie for Oxford United as well. Got Man City coming to them. Mm-hmm. Um, Wolves Leicester. I think that'll be a really good matchup. Um, Palace West Brom. If Zaha's not, and then uh, if Zaha's not back, that'll be a good little matchup for next season's uh, championship. And uh, Spurs Watford. Another good one. And um, Lampard's derby go to Man United. Oh, so that should be a good game. Tasty. Um, but enough of that um, we'll continue out through the week so Burnley are out of Europe I think that's going to be a big help yeah their season's it's chances. big isn't it yeah it's good because um, again we saw on, on Sunday that they were just not at the races really weren't they do you want to lift your mic up a little bit yeah you, I think it's drooping you, you, Poor choice of word, you're a bit man. floppy yeah well you know just tight, normally tighten the silver one I apologise for this Um, yeah so Burnley are out Um, again we'll get onto that a bit more later because they were fairly horrendous on uh, Sunday again are you okay? yeah I'll get there Um, just keep talking about how awful Burnley well no we're going to get onto the the first game of the Premier League uh, weekend which was Leicester versus Liverpool Um, what is Alisson doing? Well, I just I don't want to blow my own trumpet per se, but uh, I thought that uh, I did say that Allison would, would would come unstuck, and there were signs at Brighton last week um, where he did the same thing, and he got away with it. But obviously this week, I thought Ian Atchell was um, did really well to Off to the just bench. yeah he came on I think. I think Leicester played really well, actually. Um, yeah, I, I think I've watched it back on match today. Like they were unlucky. Liverpool just have this ability to turn defence into attack like this. Yeah, yeah. And they were, they're like they're doing analysis on their attack and stuff. And I think if those if those front three fire, then they are going to be like serious contenders for the title. Yeah, again. yeah. I, again. I, again, I just worry that, like we said last week, I just worry about injuries with them. Um, they've certainly got more depth than last year but it's whether those players who aren't going to get regular game time because Klopp does like to keep a settled starting 11 they can just hit the ground running when they're needed I I think they've got um, the full backs I mean I'm still not convinced on Alexander-Arnold I have to admit but uh, Andy Robertson is is quality was quality again at the weekend shame he's Scottish really yeah I know tell me about it Um, but I think they're um, I think he he is a standout player for them and, and will be across the coming season. He does a similar role to like what Mendy does for mm-hmm. yeah. for City. Um and because because Mane and Salah are playing so narrow, it gives him and Alexander Arnold the freedom. But I think against the I mean they haven't played great teams yet. Um so I think they're they're quite vulnerable depending on how they're set up. But if they're set up in the same way I think they'll they'll get Space the teams, the big teams that they play against. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Pace. He's got a quality final ball, which a lot of fullbacks don't. Yeah, have. they're so willing to get forward, but they can't produce. But he's just like... a, he's just a really good player, and he took a li- little bit of time to settle, but now he's uh, now he's firing on on all cylinders. Really, um, all I've written is Alison Howler for just, this. What is he doing? <laughs> what is he doing? Like that's the sort of thing that I'd attempting. He had like four or five 
chances to clear it. As soon as the, I mean, the pass from Van Dijk was shocking, by yeah. the way. Um, so he didn't really help him out there, but geez, Louise, he he just needed to get it out. And okay. I, and, and like the problem with playing out at the back is if you've got a, if you do get caught like that, then it's nine out of ten. It's gonna be it's gonna yeah. be a goal. So many teams that play out from the back, and that's the way their managers want them to play. They just do it all the time. You've got to realise just when to put your boot through it and get rid. Yeah. Like they can't score from their half. I mean, you can. Like, <laughs> I mean, not, li- not it's likely. not likely. Yeah, unless you've got Charlie Adam. Um, I thought Leicester. Um, the way that they set up was interesting as well. They, obviously, they they dropped Ian Acho. Obviously, Vardy suspended, mm-hmm. uh, and they started Damari Gray up front. I really like Damari Gray. Um, even though they had uh, they had Ian Acho and Okazaki on the bench. Um, I thought they were this... trying to mimic Vardy's pace up top. Well, I think that they see that there's uh, even though Joe Gomez started, which I don't, I don't think they really saw coming. I thought they might have started Lovren and Van Dijk, and I, th- I thought Gomez had a great game. Um, we'll get onto the England squad later, but um, yeah, I thought he had a great game. But we'll just have to um, see how he fares for across the whole season. Yeah, he's not really. This is his first run of games at centre half. I think he was play. He played left back when he broke into the team under Rodgers. He was yeah. out for like a long time with an injury. With a he played, leg. yeah, and he played right back for a while um, when he came back. Yeah, and now he's playing at centre half, so he's versatile and like he's a clearly clearly an athlete. So yeah, we shall see. And uh, and uh, James Madison had another great game, probably at fault for the Firmino header. Yeah, but yeah. apart from that, um, I thought he was brilliant again. People call him for an England call up. Probably one squad too soon. He's only only played four games in the. That's exactly yeah. That's exactly what I said. How often do you see though from set pieces? It's the attacking players that lose their men defensively. Yeah. Well, I don't. Um. Well. Yeah. I just I don't know why you would put him on a defender. Um. At all, really. On an attacker. Uh, On an attacker. Sorry. (laughs) Well, no. On a on a on like a on a. On an important defensive duty. On an important duty. defensive duty, yeah. Rule one, put your centre half on your centre forward. Well, well, when he's playing up against Van Dijk, I don't know if that's the. Yeah, maybe not. Morgan is so slow, um, but he's good in the he's good in the air and he's good in the box. So I just, I don't see why he was in there. He's probably. His, although I wouldn't put him or Gray on anyone. Um, uh, yeah. On the post, maybe. We'll see if he's doing that job in a couple of weeks, though. It'll be interesting. Um, So, yeah, finish 2-1 to Liverpool, and Liverpool go top of the league. Crazy. Um, Right, next up we have uh, Chelsea-Bournemouth. Chelsea won 2-0. Left it late. They did leave it late again. Um, But again, Bournemouth were hard to break down. Not getting any any stick for it, though, are they? Yeah, change of shape, mimic Newcastle. Yeah, well, it it worked for seventy five minutes. Uh, for sixty five minutes, um, should Alonso have gone? Bolton legend, Marcos Alonso, <laughs> Bolton legend. Bloody hell! Should There's he have loads. gone? Loads. Uh, yes. Yes, I agree. In individual cases, they're all yellow card offences. Yeah. So then, why is it not? But up to it was just. It was so stupid. That I just didn't understand. What, firstly, why he did it, but secondly, surely the referee can see that he's just trying to. Like 
whoever it was went to take the throw Fraser, in. Fraser, I think. And and it's like he's he's obviously barged into him, so he can't take that quick throw in. It's like kicking the ball away when you're taking free kick. That's that's a yellow card. Well, the first one as well. The blokes cut inside him, and all three of Chelsea's midfielders are right there. Like why you're pulling him down on the halfway line? It's not like he's through on goal. Yeah, exactly. Like Chelsea have got seven or eight other players behind the ball. It's just like lack of common sense. I think sometimes he does make. He's a great player. Don't get yeah. me wrong. Um, but I sometimes I do question his uh, temperament. Yeah, and it's just sometimes his decision making is just like it's just dozy or yeah, dozy. It's stupid. Um, people saying Callum Wilson for England. I thought Bournemouth had some good chances, but I thought his finishing was fairly terrible. Yeah, I think like we play effectively. We play. I know we're playing sort of a five-three-two shape, but we only play with one real centre forward. Kane's the captain. Yeah an established force in world football Rashford was always going to get in the squad and then Welbeck like love him or hate him his, his England record does sort of speak for itself and actually how much game time is your third centre forward going to play when you're only playing one man up that's top? true my my argument just to play devil's advocate for a second uh, which I never do um, this with Vardy retiring I think Wilson gives another option that yeah. the other two strikers don't give so um, so I think he is worth considering and, and for once I think that people are looking at the England team and thinking I can get in that um, to some extent anyway um, but I think he will be in there over yeah, the next couple the of mix. years Yeah, I think um, interesting only went for 23 man squad that's quite unusual for like yeah. out of tournament uh, but I think he was just going Southgate's gone for continuity yeah which is probably counted against Callum Wilson because he's had to make some enforced changes because of retirements and a couple of players being shit yeah <laughs> yeah um, two more things on, on Chelsea really um, the first one is Olivier Giroud um, I think he's quality I, I think he's quality as well and he gets so much stick yeah if, he got so much stick at the World Cup and he was I thought even though he didn't score I thought he had a great tournament. He Game played. One, he didn't play, and France were awful. Yeah. And then he's got in the team, and they've gone on their winning run. And they and they won the tournament. And and you know what? He is. I thought it was a big mistake for for uh, Arsenal to let him go. Yeah. But he is exactly the same sort of player. He's. I would put him in the same category, not the same like sort of player, but the same category as like a Fellaini. Mm-hmm. Or uh, Andy Carroll. Yeah. In that they're great players to have in your team because. Even though they're not fantastic footballers per se, they do a job that no other team can really counter. Because when you, as soon as you put Giroud on, we noticed it last week at Newcastle. As soon as he comes on, he gives that physical presence. He's not scared to get into challenges. He's not scared to um, like hold the ball up and and then play a simple pass. He's not scared to do that. And also, he's he's finishing is decent as well. He distracts defenders. Yeah, and he did that exact for for the Pedro goal. Um, I thought his play was brilliant, like really simple football between the two of them, but led to Pedro getting the first goal and yeah, centre halves will think twice about like going up to challenge him, and then that second of indecision creates space for the players around him. Um, I sort of disagree with the way at the moment Sarri's setting up like three very workman-like central midfield players. Yeah, and I think 
with Kante in the team, he sort of does the work of two people. Yeah. So you could get away with Jorge Neo, Kante, and then play a Loftus Cheek or a Barkley. You don't. I don't think you need Kovacic in there as well against a team. Well, like Brighton that they were playing at the weekend. I feel sorry for Kante because. Uh, for me, best player. He was the best player in the world the season that they won the. Um, that Leicester won the title. He was the best player by far in the Premier League the season that Chelsea won the league. He had a good season last season, even though Chelsea were a bit shit. But he seems to have been ousted by Jorginho in that central role in the midfield, even though they're playing three in there. And I just feel like he's not at his best. Yeah, I'd agree. Uh, Sarri's brought Jorginho with him, hasn't he? Yeah. Well, he's. I mean, he's a great player. Uh, I think last week he had eleven uh, percent of the possession. Newcastle had nineteen. But I mean, he didn't. He, he did fuck all with it. He did nothing yeah, with it. He's just progressive, isn't but he? But I, I just think that if you play Kante in the middle, then you just you get a little bit more defensive steel. Yeah, exactly. Energy. He's difficult to pick up as well. We've seen him. He's scored goals just from breaking forward because almost the defences are like, why has he come? Yeah, forward. yeah, exactly. He's, he's playing hold in midfield and he's in the box scoring. Yeah, he's like... he's. He, I think his technical ability is really underrated as well. He's like incredible. He's a brilliant player. Like he's going to do dribbling. Yeah, he's an yeah. absolutely brilliant player. Um, and I, I just feel sorry for him at the minute. Just because I think he's just been played somewhere where he's not that comfortable in a in a role that he's not that comfortable with. Yeah. He's used to screening and screening the back four, and he's just not being given that role. I think ultimately Sarri's just going for defensive solid, like solidarity initially, and then over time we'll probably see a little bit more expansion. Yeah, but another good win for Chelsea. Um, that keeps their hundred percent record up. Um, so they, I think they're third, second or third now. Um, right, moving on. Brighton Fulham. Mitrovic scores again. I think he should get minus one for giving the penalty away. Um, but yes, Mitro scores Is there again. A reason you want him to be minus one in the goals? Well, tally? yeah. I don't want a tattoo of Mitrovic on my backside. That's what I don't want. But I, 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 I still don't think he'll score fifteen this season. Uh, it's a matter of time before he gets sent off. He showed his. Is just stupidity on on Saturday. I mean, the ball. He's literally he's got nobody around him, right? And he brings the ball down with his. I mean, he couldn't make it more obvious. He literally has his arm in the air, and then he brings it down, and the ball lands on it and just rolls down his arm. And I was like, "What is the point? Like, you didn't have to do that. You two one up." Yeah. Well, they were two 0 like, weren't they? And then obviously they conceded. Yeah. Between the penalty, I think. I mean, I think Fulham will be safe, but looking back in three months' time, you might think should have should have got three points there. Yeah, well, I might might come to back to bite him on the ass, um, but I thought um, Schurler again, like last week, he was I thought he was brilliant. He is a quality signing. Great sign, World Cup winner. Yeah, World Cup winner with Germany. He's always been a bit unlucky, I think, in terms of like where he's been. He's never quite been the centre of attention yeah well, you know I thought he was really really good when he played for Chelsea yeah, when just, I, when he left I was surprised he wasn't a regular in the team um, I think in, we played for Wolfsburg in Germany and he was like like the main player in the squad yeah um, so um, Seri's pass for his goal was was class mm-hmm. 
Um, They've got a good team for them. Like it's not a, it's a. You'd say it's probably a Premier League standard team. Yeah, it's definitely. Well, you saw so you should for 100, 100 odd million. Uh, yeah, indeed. Um, but I think they showed a, a lot of inexperience, just in ma- managing the game really. Yeah. And I think the manager said that after the game. Um, They'll benefit from that though. They'll benefit from that. Ho- yeah. Well, hopefully, I do like Fulham. Um, and they they do have a really good team and they play good football as well. But I just wonder if there'll be a couple of results like this this season against potential relegation mm-hmm. yeah. uh, rivals. Uh, on to Brighton. Now this I've written this. No one's said it yet. Thirty five this month, I think he is, or this year. Glenn Murray for England. No. He's got eight home goals in 2018, and only Aguero and Salah have more goals than him. Mm. Yeah, that, that, right. is a, that is a great stat. That is a great. It's stat. a great stat, but I think again we talked about the Callum Wilson. Yeah, uh, we, sorry, we talked options. about the Giroud, Carroll, Fellaini option. He, I mean, he's he's fouled the most players. Uh, Sounds like Kevin Davis. Yeah, he's 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 had more fouls on players th- uh, this year or in 2018 or something mm-hmm. than anybody else. Um, Probably just a bit old, maybe. I know. I, I, well, a criticism I'd have of England is they're probably a bit nice. They yeah. need a bit more of a uh, ruthless streak. I think. Um, will he go to the Will he go to the Euros in two years? No. No. But is he a player I would like to see get an England cap? Yeah. One cap wonder. One cap wonder. I, I, I really would like to see him uh, play for England. I would think he would give something different. You remember when Ricky Lambert played? Um, he he scored on his debut, didn't he? Yeah, about 30 seconds in. Or yeah, something. exactly. So, I mean, imagine. Glenn yeah, Murray comes on. Well. 90th minute. Bangs in a goal in the in the first 30 seconds that he's on the pitch. That would be great. I goal Lambert scored against Scotland, I think, at Wembley. Yeah. Three two, so it can it can happen. Can but happen. I mean, I, I don't expect to see him in the England setup. Yeah. But um, I would like to see it. Um, okay, moving on. So that finished two two. All right, start for both teams. Um, Brighton equals boring. Yeah, what can you do, eh? Ugh. Right, Crystal Palace versus Southampton finished two nil to Southampton. Uh, and something that we spoke about last week on the podcast. Has come to fruition. Zaha was injured. What? Uh, what was his injury? Um, I think it was like a thigh strain or mm-hmm. something. Um, I don't yeah. know how long he's out for. Yeah, that's worrying for them. But the the international break has come at a good time. Yeah. A good, good time. time. Um, convenient that. Yeah. Um, actually, I've just I've just literally just thought of this. Welbeck's in the England team. Yeah. Why isn't Zaha there? Because he changed allegiance. He now plays for Ivory Coast. Oh really? Yeah. Oh wow. Shows how much I give a shit about Zaha. Yeah. Um I just think that um another, could be another Hosselu being German yeah. situation. No, I think well he cuz he came through, he played for the under 21s. I think he, he had played, one cap uh, for England. Yeah, it was in a friendly. So that's why he ah, did. Interesting. Um I mean, I don't know if he's playing for Ivory Coast. Well, I don't know. Um I I I think there's a fundamental problem with Crystal Palace. And I think it is that they see that Zaha's not playing and they automatically think they're going to lose. That's 10 games now. Yeah, that's that's not ideal. 
and like at home as well to a team Southampton are probably not that high on confidence did they think no they'd go definitely there and not win? they'd have probably taken a point if it was offered to them before but that could be a really important result for Southampton oh definitely forward. yeah and I think again we spoke about Danny Ings last week um, and the game was all about those two the two strikers of each team and uh, well apart from Charlie Austin clown um, <laughs> Danny Ings I thought had a, again was fairly like in, influential in terms of the way that Southampton are playing um, and I think he's only just going to grow into that but on the flip side Ben Teke is just absolute dog shit donkey he's, clown he's donkey, terrible dog shit Three goals in 31 games last season. That's no cool. goals in four this year. Um, how was he still getting a game? They've not got anyone else. But why? But surely you look at that and you say, okay, Benteke got three goals in 31 games last season. We need to go out and we need to buy a striker. Yeah. Roy Hodgson though, isn't it? Clown. Maybe he's a clown. Clown. He's a clown. So he looks. Roy Hodgson looks like an Ooh. owl. He does. He looks Ooh. like an owl. I mean. I've literally written that on my notes for this week. Roy Hodgson looked like an owl. Yeah. Did that just come to you? I just was just looking at him and I thought, you you look like an owl. <laughs> I'll start doing animal yeah. impressions. Um, and we spoke about Marquise last week. Um, he's a tool. But um, I, I, I just hate watching him in post-match press conferences. Yeah. He just comes across as an arrogant... Uh, arrogant Knob, basically. I was going to say something else there, but, yeah, but trying to keep it. To yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. He's just. He's. I just really dislike him. I yeah. can't wait till he gets sacked in in January and they bring like Sam Allardyce in or something. Um, I thought you didn't like him either. No, I don't. I don't like him either. <laughs> but, I mean, I. I really, I really do worry for Southampton. You know, they have a great team of individuals, mm-hmm. but as a as a collective, they're just. A, just they just can't play I don't think they were very lucky to get a result um, to, to win the game on Saturday yeah, Ings they've got a bit of quality up front <laughs> yeah and that was the that was the difference that was the difference if he hadn't have had that injury he'd probably have 10 England caps by now right? yeah well if he continues how he's he's going he will be it'll be between him and for me between him and someone like Callum Wilson to get that third striker yeah. place um, right, West Ham Wolves finish one nil to Wolves. They scored in the ninety third minute. Um, we'll start off with Wolves actually. Um, Adama Traore, uh, obviously record club record signing uh, from Aston Villa. Uh, I was hearing that he is just quality. He's is just he a quality player. Yeah. Yeah, he's a big unit, isn't he? Yeah, he's a. He, but he's he's quick. Quick. But Strong. I hear that is I, well. I didn't see this on Saturday because I thought his goal was really good. But his um, his uh, finishing, uh, his end product, so his his finishing is uh, is crossing. I hear from Villa fans is a bit dodge. Um, he didn't but, get in the team for a while. I think when like obviously James is a Borough fan. I think I remember him saying this might be completely wrong. Yeah, he like couldn't believe how much Villa had come in and paid for him. Well, again, I couldn't believe when Wolves had gone yeah. in and paid, but I mean, he's a Barcelona Academy graduate. Um, he's quick. He seems to be more built for the Premier League than he is for the Championship. Mm-hmm. I think he'll get a little bit more joy because he can attack those fullbacks that yeah. like to attack, which is what he did on Saturday. Um, but I think that was all thanks to that 
Neves Moutinho partnership, which I mm-hmm. think is just going to flourish this season. Again, I, I still, I still think that Wolves will be in the mix. That in that bottom, uh, I don't think they'll be going for Europe. I think their main thing will be staying up, just staying up, and yeah. I think they'll be around the mid-table mm-hmm. point. Um, but with those two. They're a re- that's a really good platform to build on, and yeah, I thought Rui. Really, quality keeper as well. Yeah, Rui really Patricio had a great game as well. Even though he's wearing number eleven. Yeah, that's don't, really bugging you, isn't it? Don't let your goalie wear number eleven. Well, because that uh, Akeme um, has retired, I think, because he mm-hmm. has cancer. Akeme, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it's sort of it's a nice gesture, isn't it? He still wants to wear yes. one on his back. Um, on to West Ham. Four losses in a row. Yeah, I think, um, uh, they need Roy Hodgson. They definitely don't need Roy Hodgson. Same scenario as last year with Palace. Um, um, I, I, yeah, this is probably getting a bit worrying. They started seven new players on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I worry that it's it's just taken too long for them to gel. I think again the 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 international breaks probably come at a good time for them, yeah. even though they've lost four games. They need to sort it out. They just need to sort it out. Are they, is he still playing three at the back? I know they started. This yeah, I think so. Yeah. I, just, I, I he played Anderson Silva. Um, sorry, Felipe Anderson. I called him Anderson Silva last week. Felipe Anderson. He played him uh, a little bit further forward this week. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, I mean, it didn't out. They they had some great chances though, but so so did Wolves. Um, I think Jota, it might have been Jota, missed a sitter for Wolves. He's in the middle of the box and just. I mean, it was like watching our five side team. Um, we just got Come the ball tangled in the uh, sports facility to watch how dreadful we are. Yeah. Yeah. Don't do that. Really what a waste don't. of time. But I, yeah, I just worry that there's too many new players in there and uh, that they're just taking too long to gel. And I think. But I think when they do gel, I think they can. That they'll be they'll be safe comfortably. But it's if they, we've seen, we've seen worse. Uh, sorry, we've seen better teams than West Ham go down. Yeah, and that's my totally worry. Agree. Who's going to score their goals? Uh, well, it'll be on on out of it, won't it? Yeah. Um, Carroll still there? Yeah, Carroll still there, but he's sick now, isn't he? Um, he's a fun fact for you. Um, let's see if you can get this actually the last manager to uh, lose their first four uh, games as West Ham manager recent or not yes fairly Allardyce no no older than that Zola no still too recent still yeah too recent Uh, Alan Pardew no Alan Kerbishley newer than that we could go on forever. It's, Who was, uh, it, ironically, was it, was it that season they went down when they had Parker? And I'll give Rob you a clue. Green. He's also the only other uh, Premier League title-winning manager to uh, manage West Ham. In the past, well, I, d- I don't know about pre-Premier League era. Oh, but I assume. Um, Avram Grant. Yeah, yeah. Avram Grant. Yeah. yeah. So, and they went down that year. I'd forgotten he'd managed them. Yeah. He was horrific. Uh, yeah, they went down that year, but the last he was the last manager to lose the first four games. Oh. Well, 
So I do worry for them, but they, again, international breaks come at a good time. We shall see. Yeah, right. Uh, Everton versus Huddersfield finished one all. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's not much to talk about here because it was a fairly. I, I, I get the impression it was a fairly shit game. Got an interesting fact for you. Go on. Theo Walcott was the most transferred in player on FantasyPremierLeague.com really last week, and he went off injured after less than sixty minutes. That's absolutely gutting. Unlucky if you've done that. Uh, so Calvert-Lewin got the Everton goal but should he have seen red earlier in the game um, I honestly don't know because I've not seen it so he went in uh, he went in high his foot was now, it's a difficult one because the rules are so unclear but we've seen people given red before he slides mm-hmm. in uh, I think he's out of control he has his foot above the ball and his but his foot so his foot like rubs the ball okay. the top of the ball like that and uh, obviously all of you that are listening can see me rubbing my foot against my own foot um, but rubbing the it just goes across the top of the ball and uh, he doesn't catch the player okay so, so this no is contact. so there's no contact but what is the rule does the player pull out of going for the ball because he can see I think yes uh, that's a tricky one for me, it's a red card. Okay. Because if you're, no matter where you are, no matter where the opposition player is, in terms of like if he's, if you catch him or not, you're still out of control. You're still endangering an opponent, so you should still get a red card. It's like if someone tries to punch you, but you duck, should they still get a red? Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. like if you if you try and headbutt someone and you miss, is that still a red card? Yes. yes. So interesting. But I think we've, we don't see enough of that given. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I, I think there's like... The intent was... Well, he's probably not done it on purpose. Yeah. But like the unintentional intent, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Is, is there. Um, so I thought they were unlucky there. I thought Billings' header was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought uh, Kurt Zuma had a good game from what I saw. Shrewd signing, I think. Yeah, decent signing. Bit of steel. Has Jerry Mina played yet or not? Uh, I don't think so. Um, he's going to be good when they get him in the team. Yeah. Although he could do, could be another Davinson, uh, Davinson Sanchez, couldn't he? And just be a little bit shit. Um, Zuma, I think, is a tough one because he he can either be class and a defensive rock, or he can play like how he did last year for Stoke. Yeah. So for for the most part. Mm-hmm. So I think it becomes difficult. Um, he just needs again. He's one of those centre halves. He's still quite young, isn't he? In, in terms of like when a centre half yeah. comes into your prior, he needs him and who did he play at the back? With? I think he played. Do he play with? It can't have been Jaggy Elke. Must have been Keen. But like with alongside an experienced centre half, he'd probably really flourish. Yeah. Well, he, he just needs someone to hold his hand around the pitch. Yeah. Let me just have a look and see who he started with on Saturday. Uh, Holgate. Holgate. Yeah. I think he's going to be quality. You know. He'll be good. I don't know where he plays though. Because he's played, obviously played centre back on Saturday, but mm-hmm. he's been he's played right back before. He's been, he's been on the left hand side a couple of times. I, 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 I don't know where he. Yeah, he's one of those defenders who can play everywhere. Well, seen. yeah, um, Lucas Dinya. I don't know if that's how you pronounce it. I apologise. You can tweet in at hashtag JaffPod if I've pronounced it wrong, like I did for Firmino last week. Kept calling him Firmino got shouted after that Oops. Um, yeah Dinya um, 
Great ball in for the Calvert Lewin yeah. goal. Good header as well. Mm-hmm. Great signing. Yeah, great signing. Kim, I mean, I mean for me, uh, obviously, I know it was on the cards for ages, um, and standard Everton took ages to get a transfer over the line, but it just came out of nowhere in terms of like. I, I, I didn't see that transfer coming. I think when Barcelona bought him, they sort of bought him so no one else could have him a little bit. Because uh-huh. they've got Jordi Alba at left back, so I mean, who's going to start ahead of Jordi Alba? And twelve millions a steal. Yeah. In like it's... that's like the equivalent of like a one and a half million transfer like now. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, great signing. A good signing. I think Baines needed some competition as well because he's yeah. just starting to get to the age where he probably can't play every game. Yeah. And having competition will keep him going. I think. Well, he's thirty-three now. He's obviously been a. I think he's been at Everton for his whole career. No, he was at Wigan beforehand. So he was, yeah. Um, he's been at Everton for, for 10 years now. And uh, I think he's never... I don't think he's ever had like serious competition. He Obviously, he was he was their captain, set-piece taker for, for years and years. Um, but I think it'll really push him on now mm-hmm. to... Yeah. To get game time, because that's ultimately what's yeah. going to keep him playing, is game time. Definitely, definitely. Um on Huddersfield, I don't have anything to say because they're boring as hell. Good result, but they're going down. Yeah, yeah. Well, what's the point in talking about a team that we won't be talking about next season? Yeah. Um, so we won't talk about Newcastle. Uh, yes, we will. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Manchester City versus Newcastle was the late kickoff on Saturday. Um, you know what? It was a game of three quality goals. Yeah. That and run from Yedlin. You know what? I I don't mind pace. You know what? Last week I think we lost to obviously we lost to the penalty which wasn't a penalty, um, and we lost to a really frustrating own goal. Um, we scored a good we scored a good uh, a good goal. But and it was but we came out of that game and I was really frustrated. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas I came out of Saturday thinking you know what we played decent we played quite well. We, but we lost to two quality goals and we scored a quality goal ourselves. Yeah. What annoys me, what annoys me is that I was listening to um, Six or Six on Saturday night after the game, and uh, the reporter was like, "Oh, Newcastle are actually playing some decent football." I was like, "Well, we we can do it sometimes, but we were playing against a City team that." Were really not at the not at the races. Yeah. Um, also, goal one could definitely have been avoided. Goal one could definitely have been avoided. I think we. Uh, Which but, is not undercooked part. Well, as we as we talked about before, Newcastle losing against uh, Forest, I gave the kiss of death on Fabian Schär and uh, yeah. Federico Fernandez because they were shocking last week. But again, I thought they I thought um, the back five played well. Yeah. Again on on Saturday. Maybe they're just more comfortable in that five. I thought Lascelles was fairly poor. I know Cher was dropped and Lascelles, Fernandez, and Clark started. Like I think a game time though potentially. Like it's a difficult it game was to just, come in against. Yes, I agree. He was just sloppy for the first goal, yeah. and it, and it frustrated. That was annoying because um, it was so early on in the game, ninth minute. Do you know what it must have been like? You know, on FIFA when you just know you've underhit that pass. Yeah. Like out from your goalie. Yeah. But there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. So Sterling doesn't score that goal for England. No. Well, I've written Man City Sterling versus England Sterling. 
And you know what? I, you know what annoys me is that I, I love Sterling. Yeah. I think Sterling is one of the is probably in the top three or four English players that mm-hmm. we have. Um, but Gareth Southgate doesn't play him in the right position. Yeah, but in that system, he doesn't fit into that system, which is a problem. But you can't, and and, and I said this about Walker as well, who also scored on Saturday. You can't, you can't have a player that's played in a specific position all season. So Sterling out on the wing, um, and Walker at right, like right wing back, right back. Mm-hmm. You can't play a position there. Uh, you can't play a player there for the whole season, and then go to a tournament and play one of them at centre back and one of them up front without them making a mistake yeah. or without because that's not their game. Sterling is not a striker, mm-hmm. and he got vilified in the World Cup again, uh, and he, he gets so much stick in the papers, which is absolute bullshit. But he he is for me like the most improved player under Guardiola. And they're still playing him out of position yeah. for England. And it's really annoying. It's really annoying to watch. Well, I think Guardiola's improved at Liverpool. His attitude would, like, he'd play for, like, 70% of the game and he'd be out of it. But, like, just application. Like, something you could say in the World Cup, he wasn't for lack of trying. Was not for lack of trying. Well, it just it just didn't come off for him. And he's, yeah, playing in a position that he, he doesn't play. He'll tough, yeah. I don't, I don't know if they played that system where he was playing up front for England enough before we went to the. Yeah, so the you never tournament. know. He'll probably score a hat trick next week. Yeah, I bet you. Um, just on Newcastle, uh, two players I want to mention. The first one, Martin Dubravka, quality game, quality goalkeeper. Yeah, you know what? He is. Uh, he could be the difference. You know, could he, be. He may. I think he will be. And you know what? He is for me in the top. Seven or eight goalkeepers in the league. Mm-hmm. Two and a half, uh, three and a half million. That triple save. It was two from Silver. I can't remember who the first one was. Fernandinho. Called. Yeah. Quality. Th- three and a half million. Steel. Three and a half million. Steel. Ridiculous. He is. He is. Um, he's class. International goalkeeper. Um. And he just. He, he's just. I feel like when I would watch Darlow or Rob Elliott last season and the season before, I was. I would watch and I would think. He's not commanding. He's uh, and, and I would watch and I would think there's always a mistake there. I watched Dubravka and the games that I've actually been at, you can hear him. Mm-hmm. You can hear him shouting at the defence above fifty-two thousand people. You can hear him shouting at the defence, and he's not scared to like basically be like, "You shit!" Like, what are you doing? And like, there was little things the other day where the defence, like Yedlin, would would clear something and he was still on his back about him yeah. letting the player past him and it yeah. was like that's what you need and he'll come out and he'll punch the balls from corners I think yeah, he missed one on Saturday yeah um, was it that cross that Silver missed the header yeah but it was like it was a quality ball in like, it was one of those yeah exactly he's millimetres away from getting a hand to it but he's, he's just abs- I, I think he's an absolutely brilliant goalkeeper mm-hmm. and, and he's there was a like reverse angle on that triple save he's made the first save from Fernandinho and he saw, he's facing the wrong way initially yeah. and he spun round as Silva's hitting it and the hand's just gone out it's a complete reaction save I, I like, saw someone say oh it's straight at him I was like well, it wasn't well it, because it, well, he has to move into yeah. that position to palm the ball away 
Um, I, I would say Dubravka, if he hadn't come to Newcastle now, he's 29, I think. Um, if he'd been a little bit younger when he come, he'd be going on to yeah huge clubs. And in, he could be in, there for the next five, six years. Yeah, hopefully, 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 yeah, hopefully, 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 he's the next like stalwart Tim Krull sort of like go-to goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the other player, Solomon Rondon, who uh, got his first start. Uh, last week wasn't really in the game but I thought he was brilliant on Saturday brilliant pass um, for the goal great pass for the goal he just you know what he's an absolute brute and he just uh, he held the ball up well um, I think some of his distribution sometimes is, is not good And mm-hmm. but you know what um, when we're playing games where his goal his finish last week against Forrest was great as well but I think when we're playing games where we're playing more expansive football, he's played against City and uh, Chelsea. You know, like he, he what, what can you isolated, do? Yeah, because yeah. um, we're not going to, we're never going to attack in those games. It'd have been we? so easy for that pass to not have happened. But it was, it was inch perfect. Yeah, it was inch brilliant. Perfect. And Yedlin's run, he just absolutely just turned on the, uh, turned on the power he basically. Gassed, didn't he? Yeah, and where was Mendy it was actually Jesus who was tracking back. Mendy Where's Mendy? Was, he was tucked inside in the centre of the pitch. Um, his his he's great going forward, but I worry about him defensively. Yeah. Um. But that means City are going to win the league anyway. So it doesn't really so, matter. Yeah. Just um, you. Yeah. So City won that two one. Um. City into fourth, ten points. Um. Newcastle in the bottom three, but with I think, and I think a lot of people would agree with me with the hardest start. Yeah. We've played three of the top last year's top six. We play, uh, Palace, Leicester, United. Arsenal in the next four not in that order um, tough running tough tough starts to the season very tough um, but then we play the t- we play um, the teams around us at Christmas which mm-hmm. I think is uh, perfect because hopefully it'll give us a bit of a bit more chance of getting some results out of those games because they'll be tired and hopefully we have played so shit we need the points by then Um but yeah, so on to Sunday. Cardiff against Arsenal finished three-two to Arsenal. What a game! Firstly, um, Cardiff got their first goals on the charted on there. Two in twenty-five minutes and still lost. Yeah, I'd be disappointed if I was uh, going back to Gringotts with that. <laughs> with that, that scoring kind of two goals. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the, I think the main talking point was um, Petacek and playing mm-hmm. out from the back um, in this game. When's when is Burnt Leno going to come in? Because he seems a bit more of that sort of uh, that, on yeah, the ball. If, that, if that's how Emery wants to play, then at some point he's going to have to make the change. Um, he didn't look comfortable, did he? Even in the first thirty seconds, he he nearly got caught out. Czech. Well, when Czech was he's played in the Premier League for nearly fifteen years, which is scary to think actually because. I can sort of remember when he first came to Chelsea, which makes me feel old, even though I'm not that yeah. old. Yeah. Um, playing out from the back didn't exist, so like it's not something that he's grown up doing. Yeah. It's so, so much easier to learn something at a younger age. Um, quality keeper. Great shot stopper. Um, yeah. Like Arsenal have paid that money for Leno. At some point, he will have to play. Yeah. I think he'll. He might come in Carabao Cup and then. Depending on how he does there, we'll see him into the team, mm-hmm. basically. Um, 
Right, there was a tweet by Aubameyang that you haven't seen. And last week we talked on the podcast about how um, this was brought to my attention by a listener last week. Um, we talked last week on the podcast about how slow the back the back pairing of Socrates and uh, Mustafi. Mustafi were. They did a speed test at Arsenal this week. Aubameyang mm-hmm. tweeted the results because Aubameyang was top. So obviously he was going to tweet that out. I want you to name the next four players on the list. From their whole squad? From their whole... Uh, first team. In no particular order? Like, f- like first like 15, 16 players. Uh, Bellerin? Yep, second. Lacazette? No, Lacazette was in like ninth or something. Uh, Welbeck? Nope, he was a little bit higher than Lacazette, but still not in the top five. I'm guessing that Socrates and or Mustafi were both in the top five. Both in there. Socrates was third, Iwobi was fourth, Okay. and Mustafi was fifth. So Out I... of the whole squad, beating... Uh, Holden was actually sixth. Mm-hmm. So Bolton another centre-back. legend. Rob yeah. Holding, Bolton legend. <laughs> so actually behind Welbeck, Ozil, Lacazette, Ramsey, Mkhitaryan... Um, Shaka, Genduzi, Torreira, Elneny. You've learned how to pronounce his name. You've moved on from. Yeah, Genduzi. I found out. How... Yeah. Um, so in the top five. Interesting. Amazing. Obviously, but are they the... still as quick as other teams' forward players? Well, if you're if you're faster than uh, Alex Awobi, who is quick, and you're faster than I mean, I don't think Welbeck's that quick, but Lacazette, he's faster than Lacazette. Lacazette's a Nifty yeah. player, isn't he? I suppose that's just like a sprint test, mate. If your um, reaction to a situation isn't as quick, then if a player who's quick has reacted quicker than you, then it's very difficult for you to to recover that. But interesting. Yeah. Um, I thought that was super interesting. Well, I was only going off what pundits had said about them. So yeah. Well, I I have seen them play, and they don't. Mustafi looks not not Murtasaka slow. But he's not. Um, again, what I'll say is that that is a speed test. It's not. A, it doesn't include acceleration and like, and and like the small margins, like being on the turn and things like that. So I think they will struggle when it comes mm-hmm. to stuff like that. Um, but I don't think that showed on Saturday. They didn't have any players running at them. The movement from Cardiff was shocking. Um, but I was. Overall, uh, impressed by again impressed by Arsenal's attacking play. To be I honest. Uh, received a tweet from a friend from school. Uh huh. Not a tweet, a text message, which reviewed. I'll give him a shout out to uh, Josh Sherry, and he said, "Never had he felt so attacked as a Cardiff fan." I thought that was ironic because they're going to be attacked <laughs> all season because they're going to come twentieth. It was funny. There was a uh, feel attacked again. Uh, Warnock said um, earlier in the season. Oh, we can't. We don't have the players to be like to sit back in a back five and park the bus. They don't have the players to stay up. Well, and then and then at the weekend he was like, oh, "We don't have the quality in the final third. It's Like, where do you yeah. have the quality? <laughs> like, what are you gonna do? They don't. They're just filling up twentieth spot, in yeah. my opinion. Sorry, Cardiff um, fans. Sorry, Cardiff fans. I know uh, we your mate that you were saying last week was just like. We got rinsed on the podcast. <laughs> well, You're getting rinsed on the pitch as well. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, but uh, again, just to finish on Arsenal, because uh, Cardiff shit. Um, I think this is the sort of game that they wouldn't have won last season. Yeah, 
Um, and I think they ground, even though they weren't at their best, I think they ground out a result and two again two quality goals. Aubameyang's mm-hmm. finish was brilliant, and Lacazette was arguably even better. Um, but again, I I still think they'll get top four. Um, but yeah, I thought they played well. Cool. So uh, next up, Burnley Man United. What is Rashford doing? <laughs> what a clown! Uh, finished two 0 to Man United. Definite red for Rashford. Yeah. I haven't right. even written a question mark next to this one. But should Phil Bardsley have seen red as well? Um, I know travelling back from gig yesterday, and a couple of lads in the back were watching, it and they they felt Bardsley should have got a red as well. They said he kicked out at him. Yes. So he kicked out, and then he did pretty much exactly the same thing that Rashford did to him okay which even if the kick out even if the yellow card was for the kick out he should have got a yellow card for yeah. going head to head with Rashford but again if the ref's only seen Rashford do it and there's no VAR but the annoying thing is well VAR is again we talked about last week and we will continue to mention that throughout the whole season I bet the problem is that this inconsistency across the league is just unbelievable because yeah. I think a, a referee would have uh, would have given that would have given mm-hmm. them both red cards. Yeah, you can't kick out at someone. I think, Full stop. Kennedy yeah. should have got retrospective yeah. ban when we play Cardiff. Bardsley can't get retrospective action because he's already been given a yellow card. Yeah. So that is another issue. It's it's just it's very annoying watching teams like uh, obviously Man Man United got the red card, um, but it's annoying seeing that not punished. Referees are ruining the games, aren't they? Basically. Well, the this, the VAR is brought in to help the referees, not mm-hmm. hinder them. Yeah. And obviously, we talked about last week. There's still teething problems, but they're not going to be ironed out until we bring it in. Yeah, exactly. Because there's no way that you can find I mean, out what the problems are without using it well we found oh shit sorry I just dropped my phone on the floor <laughs> we found out in the World Cup that in the first couple of in the first couple of games it was actually took a little bit of time to, mm-hmm. to get together and people were complaining people like uh, Alan Shearer and that were complaining about VAR suddenly after the World Cup last week Shearer's like should I have VAR and that's what happens like but the big oh, club obviously the clubs have voted against it but I bet they'll be watching stuff like that back and thinking, should have should have voted for it now. I think like that red card for Rashford, it's soft, but he's given it. He's given the ref a reason to send him off. Yeah. Don't give the ref the option. I don't think it's soft. I think. But like you can't do that. Yeah, you can't do it. But his like he didn't need to do it. That's that's where it's soft. Yeah. Like it's just so unnecessary. Um. Yeah. Completely. He didn't need to do it. It was just. Just stupid um, inexperience, I think. Um, Paul Pogba, two things. He missed his penalty because he ran up like a twat again. Joe Hart made a save. What's going on? Joe Hart made a save. Hell is frozen over. But um, there's been a big, uh, I think it was this this yesterday morning, uh, Pogba telling Ronaldo that he wanted to go back to Juventus. Do you mm-hmm. see any truth in that? Um, no idea. It's hard to know, isn't it? Um, I don't think Pogba will ever flourish under Mourinho. He's the wrong sort of manager for his type of. I'll go with that. There he is. Um, 
is he as good as everyone says he is? He has his moments, but he goes missing. And I think the best players very, very rarely go missing. Um, he however, didn't, he didn't a, do that for Juve, though. But was the team built around yeah. him? Whereas at United, Mourinho doesn't seem to build a team around one player. Mourinho parks the bus, basically. He parks the bus with quality players, so there are moments of quality. Um, yeah, difficult. Yeah, I, I, who wouldn't want to go and play with Ronaldo though? Yeah, exactly. I mean, he's the uh, he went he left United, went to Juventus, then went back to Man United. Is he going to go back to Juventus? Can't really see it happening unless the money is astronomical, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but if he continues to run up and miss penalties like that, then I'd be selling him for ten pound. <laughs> so release. Um, we chatted about Burnley before, um, but obviously they're out of the Europa League I'd now. I'd say they're now definitely not going to go down. Fair but enough. I don't think they'll come seventh. I'd say top half would be a good season for them, but I'm going to say lower mid-table. Cool. Um, I would tend to agree with that. They haven't had the greatest start. I think they're just below Newcastle in 19th, um, above West Ham. <sighs> It's difficult because they could just turn it on like they did last season. Yeah. I don't think they've bought. I didn't think they bought enough players for the Europa League, but I also don't think that they have uh, bought enough quality to get mm-hmm. them back into seventh place. Yeah, which is a shame. Uh, yeah. So the final game of the weekend. Um, before we talk about Bolton. Uh, or the championship in general is what was Watford Spurs Spurs went one 0 up and then your picks to go down have uh, come back they've turned it round yeah I mean I'm not going to back out of my prediction four weeks in mm-hmm. um, they've started really well yeah they won they there's a there's a big um, like they've got the momentum with them at the moment they've had a piss easy start though yeah well. I say piss easy, they would be relegation rivals, wouldn't they? Um, let me just have a look at who oh. the players like. Obviously, they played Spurs. Spurs at Spurs. Having watched Spurs on Monday, like, why has he changed the system? Yeah, well, I've I've written Spurs five at the back. Why is he Why is he gone for five at the back? It's so defensive that. Against for me. Yeah. You're like... playing. You're playing Troy Deeney and Andre Gray. They're not going to outrun you. I I worry about Davinson Sanchez. Yeah. I don't think he's good enough. In a, well, I don't think he's good enough full stop. But does he? He doesn't play in a back three for. Uh, is it Colombia? Yeah, him and Yerimina with the centre half pairing. And Vertonghen and Alderweireld do it for Belgium. Do it for Belgium, but they play with someone. They play with either company in there. Or Boz and Boyata. Boyata, who are both just massive tanks, basically, especially yeah. company. Um, I just. Ben Davis and Kieran Trippier were, were on either flank but I think if you take Sanchez out and you just drop him into a back four I think they have more oomph to go forward yeah. and the, my other problem with uh, with Spurs is I can't see a system where they can play Ericsson and Ali they sort of make it work in a 4-2-3-1 sort of is is because Ali wasn't playing out wide at the weekend because no. they were playing the five at the back. They sort of just 
they're very fluid. Who is it they played with? Lucas Moura in that three against United, yeah. and he was very much out on the right. And then Ericsson and Ali were sort of fluid. Yeah. I think that, I mean, obviously Dyer didn't play at the weekend. Winks came on ahead of Dyer. Uh, Rose came. Rose is probably a better player to play at that left wing back than Davis. Yeah. I think is he... Davis is more full back than yeah. Wingback. Just gone over an hour. Oh shit! Da, 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 oh jeez! Um, still got loads to talk about as well. Um, we'll wrap it up quick. Yeah. Who's gonna listen this far? Yeah, exactly. Me. Yeah. Me. Yeah. I I, I do worry. Um, I, I said Spurs would make top four the season. So. I mean, it's a it was a lose lose situation. Whoever was going to win this game, I was going to uh, look yeah. like a tit. So, but I think that I, I do worry about that five at the back. They can't change the system. They can't change. The, they they have to play four at the back, and and I worry about them signing those players, and then uh, sorry, them having those players but not signing anyone to push those defenders. Have you got I'm friends? Cool. No, yeah. you're not allowed to have friends. I know. Call them back. I don't really have any friends. I'm not going to call them back on the pod. <laughs> Troy Deeney, again, had a good game on on Sat, uh, on Sunday. He's in my fantasy team. Is he? He is indeed. He's a similar sort of player. He's a similar Glenn Murray style player. He's just not fashionable, is he? He's just... Uh, he's just... Bloody hell, you are popular today, aren't you? Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, he hasn't had the... He, he, he hasn't had the best of luck throughout his career. I don't think he's had a couple of off years, but I think he's he's had a good start to this season. Do you think he'll make an England push or not? No, I just don't think he suits the system Southgate's trying to go in. Yeah, he's in my agree. fancy team though, so keep banging in the goals, please. Yeah, well. So, Bolton played Preston on Saturday. Uh, I mean, great uh, first half. Great, Great first, first half. half, four goals. And you know what? You had chances in the second half to win it as well. Do you know what was really interesting? At half time, we were two 0 down in fifteen minutes, and then we broke back to two two at half time. And at half time, Preston made two changes, mm-hmm. not Bolton. Yeah. And I mean, I've seen both goals. The first goal is a breakaway goal. Don't get caught on the break in the first ten minutes. No. What are you doing? And then the <laughs> second goal from Preston's absolute worldy. Now I couldn't see on the replay. Uh, did Sami Amiobi's goal take a massive deflection? Yeah, it wasn't the keeper being a tip. Yeah. I had to rewatch it about three times. Yeah, yeah. I can't, can't see anything. Um, but the second goal was brilliant. Yeah, what a finish. What a finish. Uh, who scored that? Um, Olkowski, maybe? This is how much I play, pay attention. Yeah, it was a it was a brilliant finish. Yeah, Olkowski. Yeah, Polish international defender. That we really, yeah. it was a bloody great finish. Um, no chance of the keeper. No, not at all. The, the 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 big talking point from this was, and I turned the highlights off, and then was like, what? Was Ben Pearson for Preston mm-hmm. got sent off after the final whistle? Okay, I didn't. Did you not see that? that so I don't know what happened. Because obviously the highlights zoomed in on the on the manager's bench, and then suddenly there was a big fight in the middle of the pitch. Well, it is Bolton. And, pardon? It is Bolton. Yeah, well, I'm surprised it wasn't in the yeah. stands. Um, ben Pearson got sent off. Uh, I mean, there was loads of players in the melee. I don't know how, but I don't know what happened. I don't know if you've seen anything to do with that. No. 
so much out. insight on the podcast so today. So much insight. Um, we'll have to we'll have to uh, refer to that next week. Yeah, bloody yeah! I couldn't believe it because I knew there was a red card and then there was nothing on the highlights yeah. and then I flicked it. Off. I was about to flick it off and uh, this is all having a big fight. I love a fight on a football pitch. It's great. Handbags. Yeah, handbags totally. Probably have to wrap this up quite quickly. Yes, we are. So we've got. Um, a couple more things to talk about um, briefly Champions League preview um, we're going to talk about this a little bit more next week I think cool. but um, the draw's been made yeah I think all the English teams would like to think they'd progress from their groups yeah and I would assume that all of them will apart from Man United City will be the happiest yes um, brief chat on England Um what do you make of the squad? I think the... Yeah, I think he's essentially picked... He's kept the backbone of the squad from the World Cup. It's the first time for ages that after a major tournament we've not gone. We've not felt like we need to rip the like book up and bring in all these new players. Uh, I'm glad he's gone for Alex McCarthy over Joe Hart. Yes, same. Um, it'll be interesting to see who starts on the left. Cause obviously, Rose hasn't had that much game time when Shaw's been quality... Um, be interesting to see if Walker plays at centre half against a team of Spain's quality. Yeah, I would imagine that that game against Spain, he'll play pretty much the same team that played in the World Cup. Okay. Obviously, Young can't start because he's not in the squad. Um, and I don't know if I'd like to see Lalana playing in the middle three and maybe playing Ali off of Kane because I think having a middle three of Ali Lingard and Henderson is a little bit open against Spain yeah uh, what I worry about with England uh, generally not this squad well yeah it, it can be put onto this squad but I worry that Southgate came in and talked about oh, I'm going to play I'm going to pick players on form and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that and I just feel like he's not done that with this squad he's just gone with the players that he took to the World Cup and Lalana. I think they uh, deserve rewarding though because this first game is not like a friendly; it's a essentially a competitive game. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Um, but players like Delph, uh, Welbeck, Loftus. I know Loftus Cheek had some minutes at the weekend. Yeah, it's tricky, um, isn't it? Because like the amount of English players in the in the top division, he said he can't rule out Championship players anymore because the pool is. So yeah, well, small. and and also that statement gives him an excuse to pick Butland. Uh, yeah, true. Which wouldn't have happened in the past, I don't think. Yeah. But I think the pool of English goalkeepers is so small. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pickford's always going to get in there. Uh, yeah, James yeah. Tarkovsky was a, for me, was a bit of a weird one. He's obviously he's been playing, but if I was Sean Dyche, I would be saying, do not take any of my players because yeah. they need a rest. Yeah. I'd be giving them a week off. And then bringing them back into training next week. It'll be interesting to see. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if Spain beat us three 0 Yeah, we'll go. We'll go for my tiny tip. Yeah, well, we'll, we're gonna, we'll go through that in a sec. Um, but yeah, I think all in all, the England squad is okay. But I just, I just, I get frustrated and not picking players on form. Yeah, fair and enough. I have done for, in in general for England for, we'll for see, years. We'll see if you get proven right or wrong. I'm full of shit. I'm yeah. full of shit. But I mean, I might I might be completely wrong. Outspoken. Yeah, totally. Um, right, that brings us on to a new feature that we're Excellent. going to be doing. JB's tiny tip of the week. 
Do you have to leave um, a dramatic pause? Yeah, dramatic. I could have left a, a longer pause. And this is Josh is going to give us his uh, outsider tip from all of the fixtures across the world, but they're probably going to be uh, European based. Um, oh, I don't know. I'll probably go for something out there other than Chinese Premier League. Yeah. No. Um, so this is we're going to find. What we're going to do is we're going to. I'm going to find the odds on Skybet, sponsored by Skybet one day maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna find the odds, and I'm gonna put. We're gonna put a pound on the result. Well, okay. not the result, but the the winner of the game, and we're gonna see how much money we've lost at the end of the year. Okay. Slash one. So go on then, give me your. As much as I am a die-hard England fan and want England to win, I think Spain are gonna beat England on Saturday. So you're gonna go for a Spain, Spain win. Spain win because it's it's at Wembley as well. I'm mean, going for a Spain win, two or three nil. Uh... Is this on Saturday? Yes. So, England, uh, Spain are seventeen to ten to beat England. So I'll put a pound on that. If we win, we get two pound seventy. Marvelous. Buzzing. Well, that'll be a profit. There we go. Bet is placed. Um, and at this point, over the next couple of weeks, we're going to be taking some questions from you guys. So tweet in or Instagram in, uh, comment or whatever. Follow us at JaffPod on Instagram and Twitter and tweet in at hashtag JaffPod with your questions or anything that you disagree with. We've already had some great messages over the last couple of weeks, um, over the last week that we're going to get to. Uh, next week we'll have a little bit more time because all we're going to be talking about is England and England special. We're also going to be doing some special podcasts throughout the year that aren't previews and reviews um, and we want to know what you want us to talk about. Someone wants a Sam Allardyce podcast. Um, that's not Josh but um, he wants to know why I think he's a tool and a clown um, and we'll try not to go over an hour next week yes we? we will Whoops. but thank you very much for listening and we'll see you all next week bye bye